This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's discussion. We're going to be talking all about fintech business strategy. I really love tech innovation, what it can do for us in the future. Our guest today is Tristan Palou, calling from Spain, and he's reviewing everything fintech at fintechreview.net, which you can find in the show notes. I'm always excited to connect with entrepreneurs such as Tristan, and I welcome him to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Christopher. Yeah, so kind of uh, talk about you know your story, your background, the story behind fintech review, how did it start, etc. Yeah, sure. So I started uh, FinTech Review almost four years ago now. Uh, time flies. It was just before the pandemic, actually. It was early, early 2020. Um, and my background is in corporate strategy and innovation in financial services. Uh, I worked for six years in in the in London uh, for for bank focused on innovation uh, across personal finance and business finance. Um, and uh, so I did this for a few years and then I started FinTech Review and also started uh, independent consulting to uh, a range of businesses, including FinTech businesses on their business strategy and how how to better help their customers. And yeah, and I moved to Spain as well in the meantime. Uh, I quit London and the gray and the bad food and now now I'm in a much better place. Yeah. Um, yeah, really interesting. And um, so I love this uh, idea. One thing was what start, what have you, or why did you start it? Um, you know, what was the impetus? Um, what, what caught your attention? Um, was there a need? Something yeah, sure. So, so um, as part of my job, my job was basically to connect the dots between our things happening in the industry. And I wanted to build a platform in order to kind of air my views on on what I see going on in the industries like cool innovation that are really solving people's problems. Also the things that I see are that are still not being fixed in 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 finance. Um, so I wanted to build my own platform in order to yeah to, to share my views with, with the world. Um, and so that's where why I studied FinTech review. I studied interviews, writing articles uh, people come to the platform and write articles and then also started a newsletter um, that now is about, I've written about 130 newsletters. So yeah, that's, I was about, you know, getting other people's views and sharing my views. Uh, and then from there, I also started, as this year, I started teaching at the university, teaching uh, FinTech. So um, yeah, that's very much, I wanted to, uh, connect the dots and, and share what I think is happening in the world. Yeah, really interesting because uh, you and I think alike because that's why I started this podcast is kind of to share or to connect people like-minded and then kind of share it and raise awareness and um, around different topics, you know, it can be inspiring. And I love this idea of a platform and it sounds like you're doing it in different mediums, you know, blog, video, and uh, how has it grown since then? How has how is it doing? 
Yeah, it's it's doing it's doing fine. I think it's a it will it will always be a niche, but an interesting niche for me. And people are quite engaged. Um, and there are always topics to cover. So yeah, about two thousand people read the blog every month. Um, and then I, I have two hundred people on the on the newsletter that goes out every week. Uh, some people that I know I know personally now. So it's um. It's good. Um, it's been growing all organically, um, and I like to keep it keep it like this. Um, but it's a very engaged community that I've built around around fintech review, and that I like. Yeah, in your community, is it um, is it um, you know a Facebook community? Is it Discord? Is it a WhatsApp, Telegram? Um, what is it? Um, no, it's mostly well LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Twitter. And then people that actually reach out directly, exchanging ideas by email. So, a bit old school, I guess. Um, but uh, no, I haven't created uh, a dedicated uh, channel, or because I didn't need to. Also, I didn't. There are so many already. Uh, so I felt like where I am now on the on social media channels, I am now. I think it's enough to ma- to maintain the discussion uh, rather than burden people with uh, with another Slack channel. It's interesting because uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, about the scaling and growth. So you've used, um, you know, what tools and tactics you've used? Sounds like you've used search engine and uh, maybe most likely social media. It looks like podcasting now. How are you growing the uh, your, your brand? Um, yeah, exactly. I think I've used social media. So focusing on mostly, well, Twitter, a bit of Facebook, and and a lot of LinkedIn, and then yeah, going on podcasts you talk about fintech review, and then yeah, SEO optimization has played quite quite a role. Uh, I've used these different ways to grow, to grow fintech review. Yeah, I love that. And um, what about like um, you know ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Instagram ads, or is it just all organic? Um, no, I mean I've I've done a couple of tests, but. Uh, then, then I realized actually it's better just to to keep it organic, keep it uh, consistent social media posting, consistent SEO, and I felt it was a better better way rather than um, than going into the circle of 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 advertising and 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 ads that have sometimes you have results, but then when you stop, you know what happens. So yeah, I decided that it wasn't going to be the way. For me to develop the business yeah i love this and then um you know i love this idea of ads and you know viral short form marketing that's another um how are you using ai are you using ai in a fintech review or not so much because the problem i mean if you take chat gpt that um it would give you an answer like a general answer wouldn't take into account what is going on and the problem is that it's very very fast moving so it would tell you oh you know i don't know what's happening right now in cryptocurrencies because my last update was you know x x months ago um so it's very good for let's say greenfield topics so oh you know what is this part of of fintech that's that's great but it wouldn't help you to tell okay also it you would connect the dots, but not as much as, as you would as you would expect. Um, so it's it's useful, um, especially for I guess for content writing, 
but I don't use it for don't use it that much. Um, I can see that some people are using it uh, because you can see the the way some articles are written. I'm like, oh, it's obvious that this has been written by 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 ChatGPT. Um, so it will definitely change um, content writing. If your job was professional blog writer, uh, I think that it's going to be a tough time for you. But for now, I mean, I see it as, as being a useful productivity tool, um, but not much more than that for now. Yeah. It's very interesting that you mentioned, you know, if you've got your majority of income from like writing blogs or writing or, you know, editing, now it's getting replaced by AI software. But, uh, you know, for individuals such as yourself, you know, you're actually using the tool to grow your platform and your business. So it's actually, you know, helping you, it's complementing you. So, um, yeah, I mean, it can, it can be useful. So for instance, one of the social media uh, planning tool that I use now the integrated AI and they can rephrase your sentences or they can uh, add, add a bit uh, of, of words that can be useful because you save a bit of time um, in a new, your rephrase, whatever it's, it is useful. Is useful, but I think more generally, AI it needs to be seen as an augmentation tool rather than a replacing tool. So, if it's replacing entirely what you do, it means what you are doing is not really value added. Um, yeah. If it's really value added, what you do, it's going to augment your productivity and it's going to be you're going to be much better at what you do. So, for instance, me uh, most of the time I do consulting and advisory. Um, ChatGPT is not going to change. It's not going to replace me because what I'm telling my clients, they could have known without me telling them what they want is, is help and, and advice on structuring ideas and, and help on the execution and the follow-up. But business planning before ChatGPT, you asked, you asked Google, Hey, what is in the business plan? Oh, business plan has all these ideas. Great. Then go go do it uh and now with ChatGPT, you say hey give me a business plan of a business you know doing e-commerce or whatever sure it will give you it's not going to help you with the execution and it's just you know like so the reason why you would hire someone to help you with that it's it's very different from just having the information so it's definitely useful uh for productivity and augmenting your capabilities uh, but it's not going to solve your every problem that you might have as a, as an individual or as a business. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. And I really lo- love how you described it as kind of like a value add. And, you know, basically those um, human creativity, human judgment, human intuition, these things cannot, at least for now, cannot be replicated by AI. And it's kind of like you use AI to, to improve the quality and you use it to scale like output in, you know, 10 X your content output or come up with ideas, outlines, um, really interesting. So one thing I have a question is I know, um, you know, for a lot of content creators, influencers, they start out with a blog and kind of expanded. And as you, your FinTech review, it sounds like it's multi-channel and it's growing um, how are you automating things? How are you scaling things? How are you, are you using software, people, AI? How are you 
using it to manage your time and scale? I mean, the usual software, I guess, like for email marketing, um, definitely uh, using a software for that uh, in order to, for instance, write my newsletters a few days before and, and manage all my subscribers. Um, that's definitely something, one of the first things I used. And then social media planning. Um, so there are a bunch of tools in order for you to, well, to plan much in advance all the all the social media interactions, um, and then also to be able to post regularly, which is what the algorithms will um, reward you for, is that you post uh, regularly and inter interact with other people's. So I think in terms of software, there are, there are a few softwares, and obviously for like managing managing the the blog, um, and managing when the when the articles are released and and, and the, the the keywords and all that. Um, so that's one way, and then sometimes using copywriter, especially on, around guest posts. Uh, so yeah, I think I use a mix of using external people and then automation tools. Um, there, there are plenty in order to minimize. I think, I mean, if I look back, because I started four years ago, I spend much more, much less time now, but with the same output because I'm using a range of tools. Um, because before I, I would spend a lot of time uh, writing social media posts and, and, and posting them. And then now I automate all that and I plan everything much more in advance. Uh, so I, I guess it's, I mean, as usual, it's a mix of, of uh, technology, but also process. Now I have my processes in order to, you know, write my newsletters or, or plan my articles. So, so that I spend less time as well, because I know exactly what I need to do at what point, um, that I don't need to have to, to think about it too much. Um, so I, I divided the time probably by, by four or five or, or 10 times just with, uh, processes and, and tools. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, which, which brings me to like the next kind of question is, you know, you've built this business and really around this idea of FinTech. And... Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I love this idea that you talked about automating and scaling a company and a business. And then, so the next question is, you know, what kind of individuals are interested in, like, what topics? Is it uh, Web3, blockchain, AI? Um, again, I hate using the word crypto because it's it's a um, hmm. magnet for criminals and frauds and scam, although the technology is, is, is life-changing, but it's just kind of attracted the bad, wrong crowd. So what kind of topics are people interested in? I think they are, and, and I am interested in a wide range of top, topics. So I cover, I cover everything from, say, lots of talks about AI, um, and then well, cryptos, blockchain technologies are very interesting use cases. And then you know, I generally also cover business strategy in the sense that for me, at the end of the day, technology is interesting, but what matters really is what you do with it. Um, and then, so for me, what I'm interested at is what businesses, 
When businesses really focus on solving a problem and then how they use the technologies is, is an interesting bit. Um, but these days, um, obviously, there is less attention or to, to cryptocurrencies because prices is low, so people are less excited about it. But blockchain, there are interesting, interesting uh, applications. Um, and then, obviously, AI, uh, lots of discussions about it, even though at the end of the day, between you know using ChatGPT, sure, but between that and actually having AI bank or, or some some fully automated financial institution, it's not going to happen. So we're, we're still, you know, like the Gartner hype cycle. We're still like very much in the hype with, with AI. And I've seen it with blockchain back in 2016 when people were like so excited. Oh, it's going to change. And it's okay. Like, you know, let's calm down and let's look at, um, let's take a step back rather than look, having a solution that looks for a problem. Let's look at the problems, what you want to do. And technology, depending on the technology you need to solve this problem. And I think that's uh, that's what it should be. Um, and that's where I'm interested in companies that actually look at more, they focus on the problem. And sometimes they might use certain technologies. Uh, and in the end, these are the ones that actually win because they focus on solving the, their the customer needs uh, rather than uh, having some shiny technologies that, that no one cares about. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And you mentioned kind of this uh, financial services and, you know, the big hype was, you know, fintech and blockchain and, you know, Bitcoin was going to replace the financial system. And um, I personally don't think that's ever going to happen because, you know, the government and the central banks aren't going to, you know, allow that. But what they're starting to do is they're starting to bring blockchain into there is existing infrastructure. So you're in Spain, you know, I'm in United States, you know, JP Morgan, and there's this uh, spot Bitcoin ETF approval, kind of this kind of adoption by Wall Street for the technology. So what innovation or use cases in financial services that you are really excited about? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that, uh, you know, when, as I was saying, I was teaching at the university and when I was talking about cryptocurrencies, at the end of the day, uh, when you talk finance, you talk finance business, and then you start talking economics because it's always kind of linked and economics is politics. So it's not just about, yes, yeah, this is great. It's going to replace the system. Yeah. But you need to think about the people that don't want this to change and don't want to lose control over printing money. It doesn't make sense for any government to, to do that. Um, so that's where I agree with you that it's not going to be like this anarchist uh, view of uh, replacing money with some digital money that no one has control over. Uh, that's never going to happen. I think there, there are interesting use cases. Whenever there is no trust and there are plenty of uh, manual intervention, paperwork, uh, it means that there is a good use case. So trade finance, supply chain finance are um, use cases where you have tons of intermediaries, no one trusts each other. So if you have um, um, supply chain finance using blockchain technology or uh, train fi trade finance, same, um, or invoice finances as well, where you have lots of intermediaries and paperwork, these are good use cases. Um, so whenever there are plenty of intermediaries and, and no trust, um, 
plenty of intermediaries mean everybody is taking a fee and you know and it's, it's very costly uh, and it's inefficient so these are things that but no one has been able to crack it yet uh, at scale so but it remains the most interesting thing is for me or for instance mortgages you know there, there can be a few where you have tons of people involved and you don't know why it'd be, well you know why it's because people don't trust each other so that's why you have so many intermediaries um, payments it's not really a, a good use case because payments are quite secure and they're efficient uh, so why would you need to replace it not really uh, but it's easy so that's why people look at payments it's an easy use case but like what where the real value is is are the complex problems and trade finance is a complex problem it's between countries customs like many different banks that they don't talk even the, the same language, different legal systems. This is very hard, but you need a strong will to change this. Uh, you need like backing of like serious money in order to to develop this. So that's why that's where I think it's more in, more interesting. Yeah, really interesting. I love this conversation. I you know it may have you up on a, on a future episode because we could talk all about. It's just it's such a fantastic interesting topic um how can people contact you follow you reach out to you etc uh so they can find me on linkedin as i said i'm quite active there on uh on twitter as well uh fintech uh, underscore review um and then they can go on fintechreview.net and subscribe to the newsletter where every week i will uh not rant and not blab but i will <laughs> talk about what's going on in, in fintech um, and try to connect the dots and, and shed some some lights on, about on on what's going on yeah and i love this conversation um, we're gonna have you back on future episodes and um, all of tristan's resources will be in the links and show notes and with that thanks so much for coming on to the podcast thanks for having me christopher